Welcome to Modestly Metaphysical, a podcast where I talk about spiritual topics that are trending in our community, as well as self-help and other ways to navigate this crazy life. I'm your host, and this is episode number 15. I'm so excited. So the reason I'm so excited is because this is going to be the first video um, for the podcast. I'm recording live as I am recording this episode, and it's going to be available on YouTube just because I can connect with you guys more intimately when you guys can see me and see what I'm doing, see my facial expressions. And I feel like it's just, it's cool to have a video um to, I don't know, w- along with the the podcast. I, I think it's really cool when people do that. And sometimes I just like playing a podcast and I don't have like Spotify on my TV or anything. So um, sometimes this is the YouTube is the means of listening to different things for me. And yeah, um, another random side note is this is a cute little setup I have. It's probably going to change a lot for those watching on YouTube. This is my most recent painting. Um, it doesn't have a name yet, but it is available to buy. And also video quality will improve as I figure this whole thing out. I'm just using my webcam and good lighting, natural lighting, and this little cute spotlight that I got. Um, So yeah, this is going to be a new venture and I'm sorry that I took a little... Actually, I'm not sorry. I am happy that you guys are patient with me while I took a little break just to um, recalibrate myself and figure out what direction I wanted to go as far as like social media goes with my um, like spiritual page. As you know, I have a lot of you on Instagram know that I have a work page and my like podcast spiritual page. And I've been really figuring out what direction I want to go, content, different lives and stuff I have planned. Um, Just to give you guys a hint, I invested in a sound bowl and I will be doing sound baths on Sundays at 4 p.m. Pacific time, which would be 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and um, 7 Eastern, I believe. So I'm really, really excited for that. And it gets here tomorrow. So you guys might see me playing around with it. Um, Or what is tomorrow? Friday? It gets here Saturday. So two days from when I'm recording this. Um, But yeah, to get into this specific episode... I am going to be very transparent with you guys, and I'm basically going to do at the end of this episode, after I go through explaining what the root chakra is um, and where it comes from, I'm going to be doing a live shadow work session so that you guys can hear my insight on what I'm going through, as well as what shadow work can look like. Obviously, it can be different for everyone, but it was kind of like an aha moment for me when I finally saw someone else doing it or like explaining it. So um, I thought that it may be helpful for some people out there or just so you guys can see um, how I do it for myself. 
And I'm at a point in my journey where I am ready to be vulnerable and ready to share my story as an individual so that I can expand my reach to you guys. So to get into this episode specifically, this particular session is going to relate to the root chakra. That's how you say it correctly, but I am very whitewashed, so I'm going to be saying chakra, even though it's chakra. So reiterating that. And I wanted to let you guys know that um, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the origin of the chakra system, where it comes from. Um, And yeah, so the chakra system originated in India between 1500 and 500 BC in the oldest text called the Vedas. Uh, Evidence of chakras is also found in the Sri Jabala, in the Darshana Upanishad, the Kudamini Upanishad, the Yoga Shika Upanishad, and the um, Shandila. Shandila Upanishad. Um, I hope that I'm not butchering those. I literally looked up the pronunciations for them before I hopped on here because I don't want to offend anyone. I promise I am trying my best with those and I'm not trying to mock anyone. Um, But that's where the chakra system originated. And there are seven main chakras along the spine, although they do say that there are as many as 114 or more. I've seen people talk about there being a lot more than that as well. And the health of one's chakra is directly connected to the health of the physical body, the mind, and the emotional well-being of a person. So to begin a series on chakras, it's fitting to start with the root for many reasons. It's often called the first chakra because it's located at the base of your spine. And when doing work with your chakras, you work bottom up, um, the base up. So this is the lowest energy center in your body. And when you hear someone refer to the first chakra, second chakra, third, whatever, they're usually starting lowest and working upwards. And this particular chakra is located at the perineum, perineum, which is in like I guess like the base of your spine pretty much and encompasses the pelvic floor and the first three vertebrae in your spine, your lumbar spine. And muladhara is the combination of two Sanskrit words, which is Indians, India's most ancient language and mula meaning root and adhara meaning base or support. Uh, the root chakra feeds our senses of security, safety, and stability, and it is the spiritual foundation of our being, and it's important to balance and maintain your positive energy that is coursing through this particular energy center. The reason being is that it will support and feed all of the other energy centers. Um, I'm going to use energy center and chakra interchangeably, so just be aware if you hear me saying energy center, don't get confused. But each energy center is important, but if you haven't had any experience in balancing your chakras, then the root is a perfect place to start. But deeper than that, the 
root chakra is your foundation. And you can think of this like a foundation of a house, holding the house up, keeping it safe and secure. You might also compare it to the roots of a tree, keeping the tree steady, stable, and supported. With Without this strong foundation, keeping these structures upright, any strong gust of wind could just knock it down. So it's really important to build this foundation. And a lot of us have problems with this particular chakra because of just, you know, childhood stuff, not feeling secure. And so when we're not feeling stable, just like that tree, it's the same for us. We may not think of ourselves of having a foundation because we're constantly moving, but we do. And even on the move, most of the time, we have one or more body parts, most often our feet connected to the ground, and that is our physical foundation. And beyond our physical foundation, we have a foundation of basic needs that we need to survive. You could think of Maslow's, I believe, hierarchy of needs. Um, At our most basic level, before anything else, we have physiological and safety needs, such as food, water, warmth, rest, security, safety. So without a solid foundation to support us, it would be difficult, maybe even impossible to fully meet our other needs, such as intimate relationships or creativity. This is why it makes sense to start at this chakra, because without a balanced root chakra, it would be nearly impossible to find balance in our other energy centers. Likely, some would be overstimulated, while some would be understimulated. And it's important to remember that even though these seven main chakras are all separate energy centers, they act as a complete system. So when one is out of balance, it will more than likely affect the others as well. So how do you know if your root chakra is blocked? When the energies in this um, center are imbalanced, stagnant, or blocked, the motivation to move forward, uh, the joy of life, and the sense of purpose and belonging in this world is compromised. An imbalance in the life force energy of the root chakra can leave us feeling very insecure, restless, and just fatigued. This imbalance can manifest as anxiety, depression, rage, low self-esteem, resentment, and even suicidal thoughts. Side note, if you are experiencing these symptoms, please do not um, be afraid to reach out to professional help. Spirituality is not always the only solution to solve those kinds of things. Um, It may work for some people just to rely solely on spiritual practice, but those of you who are having suicidal thoughts, please um, contact someone. And um, I'm actually going to share um, the suicide hotline number in case some of you need it. It is 800-800. So the start of it is 800-273-8255. Ooh, excuse me. But if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, please reach out to that number and um, get some help because I love you. And back to what I was saying, but those can be some of the symptoms. And without the grounding energy of a balanced root chakra, 
we don't have a sense of belonging and may lose interest in the world and being a part of it. Uh, mental signs of an imbalanced root chakra are like pessimism, poor focus, and a negative outlook. Um, some other physical misalignment signs that can manifest in the physical body are uh, weight gain, weight loss, constipation, pelvic pain, overindulgence. Other mental signs can be um, increased dis- distractibility feeling like you're rushing from one task to another, feeling exhausted, increased anxiety, stress, or depression, uh, feeling stuck, inability to take action. Again, some of these can be contributed to other problems like ADHD, but the methods used in um, balancing the root chakra are really similar to that that you would use in um, balancing those focus problems as well. But these feelings can be really overwhelming and take over our lives and affect everything we do. So you can see why balancing this particular energy center is very important. The self-worth and positive outlook we can achieve with freeing this energy to flow um, is very tantamount to moving forward in our lives in a positive manner. Um, So how do we unblock? Uh, I'm going to give a list here. So one, set your intention. The single most important thing to do is to set your intention on your root chakra and ask it to open up and help you. Give it permission to start to heal and be brave enough to face any emotions and old memories that may come up as it does. Um, Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it is not. And number two, follow guided visualizations, like a guided root chakra meditation, which I'm going to be doing one at the end of this episode. But there are guided visualizations available on the internet um, with just a person leading you through either a breathing exercise to open it up or just like a visualization of another sort. So that is one option. Number three is, this sounds really weird, but rub a metal spoon on your foot and the metal has a grounding property that can get your energy flowing and our feet are um, very receptive to receiving energy. So you can rub it at the bottoms of your feet or you can like obviously go outside and put your feet on the ground, but I know that winter is coming up and that may not be possible for some of you listening in colder areas. Um or even just like not have it readily available to just go outside and put your bare feet in the ground. But it's the same as like earthing or grounding with putting your bare feet and connecting with the earth in that way. It can be very grounding to use this method. And number four is grounding crystals. I actually have one right here. Um, I can't remember the name. It's chocolate something, but it's brown and you can use like colors to associate. Um, Usually if it's a color that's associated with grounding, so like reds and browns are going to be grounding colors because red associates with the root chakra and brown is just like earth and they can be very grounding. I always have um, like a grounding stone of some sort when I'm doing podcasts or on calls with clients. So having grounding crystals and even using them 
um, this, method, this method will work best with a few minutes a day of visualizing and holding the intention of the root chakra opening while holding a crystal, wearing it around your neck, um, laying with it close to where your root chakra is and breathing for a few minutes. Um, other stones that you can use are green or black stones like onyx, hematite, black tourmaline, and red stones like um, red jasper, red agate, and they're great because obviously, like I said, they are an expression of that same root chakra energy. Another option, number five, is use grounding oils. Um, I would recommend cedarwood, sandalwood, eucalyptus, or ginger. You can take a drop or two, put it in your palms, rub it together. What I do, um, I will show those. I have been holding this. It's my weed. I'm going to smoke it. But what I have been doing for myself is those watching, I take this oil and I just rub it like behind my ear on my neck. That way I can hear it or hear it. (laughs) That way I can um, smell it. And it's very grounding because whenever I hear that, it reminds, or oh my gosh, whenever I smell that, it reminds me to take just a few deep breaths and ground myself um, in my own energy. And so they can be helpful because they have a similar vibrational energy to the root chakra as well. Number six, spending time in nature. One of the best ways to help this energy center is to spend a healthy time in nature. And whether that's walking on the beach, sitting in a park, just taking in the sun, um, taking in the sun at this time of year can be really, really helpful for seasonal depression as well. And um, I have been trying to make it a point to get out in the sun at least at minimum, very minimum, 10 minutes a day um, and exposing as much of my, as my, as, as much of my skin as possible. So that way um, I can just reap the benefits of being in the sunshine. And this can just help you connect to earth, feel grounded and release any stuck energy. Number seven, positive affirmations. This is something that I will always, always, always recommend to people for any problem that they have. And although it is not an excuse for like toxic positivity and like not helping people with their problems, but affirmations have been something that really helps me. And there's always going to be affirmations that pertain to the specific root chakra. Now, when it comes to affirmations, um, things like I am grounded, I am secure, I am healthy, I am happy, I am financially free, even if that's not the case. Um, Those are some things that you can say. Tea break. I'm drinking Earl Grey tea. This cup is so cute. But um, another method that can be very grounding is using herbs. Um, obviously weed could be, you have to set your intention and those watching, I will show you right now how I'm going to set the intention for me smoking this and use it. Sorry, my squeaky chair. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm going to show you guys how I would set intention with a 
um, you could do this with a joint, a pipe. I'm using a little one hitter by the brand uh, Zodiac. It is a weed brand that uses like the Zodiac, like the signs and stuff. It's super cute. So um, what I do is I'll hold it and I'll just say um, my intention for smoking this is to help me feel more grounded and connect with my root chakra and I allow it to be opened in any way that needs to happen. And thank you. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to use this herb to ground myself. And then you just use it and keep that attention in mind as you smoke it. I'm going to take a little break here. Um, so you're going to hear me smoking, but I'm just going to, this is my dollar store lighter. It has the smallest flame I have ever seen, but it's cute. So I don't want to cough <laughs> in the microphone. <laughs> okay. <coughs> I'm so sorry. But there's a lot of resin in that. So it was a little painful. I've been ridiculously addicted to speaking in a British accent. But that's how you would set the intention for using herbs. You can use any sort of herb. Um, obviously, there's going to be some with more grounding properties than others. <clears throat> but that's a quick Google search, honestly, or Pinterest. So it's something really easy. The next session, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat's still like fudged up. But the next section is going to be shadow work pertaining to obviously shadow work is something that you can also do to heal your root chakra but the next section is going to be a little bit vulnerable and i'm going to go through just a shadow work session and what it would look like to do that for yourself as well i have not pre-prepared answers to these questions i just found some prompts that i really liked that pertained to the same energy as the root chakra and so you guys will be experiencing me going through these questions and thinking about them pertaining to my own life um and you guys can also pause on each question and think about how it pertains to yours as well but <clears throat> that is what is next so to get into the shadow work the first question so I have four, four prompts. Some of them are like multi-question, but the first question is, has there ever been a time in my life when my basic needs of food, water, warmth, rest, security, and safety were not met? met? And how did I feel during this time? I feel like my parents did a very good job at taking care of me and providing for me in that sense. I always had three meals a day. Um, I always had a house to come home to. We never had a problem with money. Um, my family was very upper middle class and <clears throat> I've always been kind of 
so I'm I'm high, so I might go off on some tangents, but I think it, it all ropes together. This is how my mind works. But um, I always had those basic needs met, and I never felt insecure. The only thing that I have some shame about is the fact that I did have so much, but I still um, didn't feel like my emotional needs were met. My parents, like I said, did a great job financially. Um, I always had equipment for soccer. I always like felt like I could succeed in school. I didn't have anything at home distracting me. Like they weren't physically abusive to me in any way, but I did feel very much emotionally neglected. And I feel like I don't feel safe emotionally. And, um, I'm older now, so it doesn't, I don't feel like I need that from them, but I never expected it from them in the first place. I um, remember one specific happening, just so you guys can have a little insight onto what um, kind of experience I had, but I had been self-harming from like seventh grade until like a senior in high school, I would, um, and this is trigger warning. So if you guys are sensitive to this, please skip forward like 30, 40 seconds. But I used to cut myself and I would cut myself in areas like on my leg and on, I really only fo- like cut, would cut myself on my leg when I was in middle school and such. And I moved up to my arm when I was in high school and one of my teachers had seen and my dad was my high school principal. So the teacher had told my dad what she had seen. And instead of asking me if I was okay or if like I needed anything or just like supporting me through it, they got angry with me. And to me, it was because I was making him look bad. Um, I've never asked about that, so I don't know if that is, but in my head, that's what I felt like was why this was happening. Um, And so I never felt like I had a safe space to be secure within my emotions or feel like I was had a safe place to let someone know I wasn't okay. And in that sense, I did feel very insecure. And, um, it's like the emotional side of the safety, security, and warmth was really not existent for me growing up. I never told my parents I loved them. Um, I never received, uh, physical, uh, connection with them. I've never cuddled with them, never hugged them until I had already been in college. Um, so it was a very odd connection. It was always like I was staying at someone's house. Like I never felt like I had a home. Um, So that is my sense of that's when I didn't like growing up, I guess would be the answer to that question. And how did I feel during that time? I felt very alone and um, very depressed I found Buddhism when I was a sophomore in high school, and that really began to help me a lot. 
um, the thing that really got me out of it was doing psychedelics when I was a senior in high school. And uh, I really just wanted better for myself. And I was really um, trying to focus on putting as much positivity into the world because of like it being a ripple effect. So I, it eventually played out okay and not to negate like um, being, showing up for myself and saying like, I didn't deserve that. You are worthy of like emotional connection. Um, But yeah, that's how I felt though. So that one is like what I only really struggle that I had. I didn't know it was normal to hug your family or miss your family until I was playing college soccer and other people were like crying, hugging their family. And the most affection I got was a good, strong pat on the back <laughs> until I um, moved out of out of town because I went to college in the same town I grew up in as well. So I never got a hug from them or had them say that they loved me until I was 20 or 21 years old that I can remember. And I don't remember a lot of my childhood either. So that's the first question. And I would leave it at that. But second question, what does strength mean to me? And what makes me feel strong? And when do I feel my strongest? So strength to me is something about someone that um, makes them feel the most uplifted or in the most alignment because the reason why I say that is because I think of like courage and strength being synonymous more so than like strength and like physical strength or um like getting through things I think just being able to live in a way that is constantly aligning with your higher self, which can look like courage or strength in situations like someone passing away, like going, getting through extreme abuse and still constantly wanting to be a better version of yourself, like feeling like you never want to get stuck in a place, like you always know what you need to be doing um, in a sense of like, when, for example, if I was to go through, um, say, some extreme, well, I will say I've been through some sexual abuse, again, trigger warning. I'm not going to get into details about it, but I'm just going to be talking about my experience with that. Um, it's not that I didn't feel shame or didn't feel um, disgusting, but I didn't want it to stop me from continuing to be the person I want to be. And I think that is strong because I could easily succumb to making it take me over or, you know, obviously this takes years to get through, but just constantly wanting to be in a better place, like align with yourself more because sometimes it can be an action of strength to, um, constantly be wanting better for yourself because it's easy to settle and things that make you strong are things that you may not want to be doing or may not feel like doing but know you need to be doing and 
Um, that may not make sense to you guys, but it makes sense to me in just doing something that constantly, constantly aligns with the vision you want for yourself, not how you feel at that time. And I think that's strong emotional strength and being able to just continue to push forward. And what makes me feel strong is um, connecting with people. And it's been difficult for me to not want to go hermit mode. I'll just disappear from people all the time. And so it makes me feel strong to connect with people and be able to help people when I arrive for them or when I show up for them, um, energetically, spiritually, physically, whatever it is. Um, it makes me feel strong to actually be in connection with people and be good at it (laughs) because I do really connect with people and it's something that, I am not wanting to do, you know, I, I could easily be by myself and be just fine, um, operating in just my bubble, not leaving my house, like not having to see anyone. I could easily do it. So it's strong for me to connect with people and be able to energetically take that on because I love helping people and it makes me feel strong to uplift people and be in their presence when I don't want to. Um, and it's something that I now I do love people, but I also love being by myself. Um, and I feel my strongest when I, I don't know, I think it's when I'm facing adversity, whether it be like emotional, spiritual, um, I've never really faced physical adversity. I kind of, but, um, I feel my strongest when I'm working on myself And when I am trying to get better and no matter what, I keep a positive outlook. Um, Not that I'm always positive and that I don't have days, but I feel my strongest when there is a shit storm in my life and I'm still finding the silver lining. Like that feels so strong to me. Um, Next question. Question number three. Do I feel like my loved ones support me and do I feel like the universe supports me? And what do I need to feel more supported? Um, I know my loved ones support me. And my loved ones are no longer like my family. My loved ones are um, like my friends and more so than my family. I don't have a lot of family to begin with. I don't have a lot of extended family that I know or connect with. I have, like, my first cousins, and that's it. That's, like, the farthest my family, like, connection goes. And even then, I see them once every few years and talk to them almost never. Um, So I don't have a lot of, like, family support, but loved ones support, yes. I have a lot of people in my life that I really, really appreciate, and I know that they Um, appreciate me and respect me. And if I needed help, I know that they would support me and that they would be there for me to at least help me figure it out. If they didn't have resources or anything, they would check in on me. And I know that there's a lot of people in my life that would do that for me. And I know that there's a lot of people that I don't hardly ever talk to and they would still show up for me. Um, I feel like I just build very strong connections in a very short amount of time. And I love that because I have a lot of people that would show up for me in a way if I asked them to. And I'm really grateful for that. And do I feel like the universe supports me? 
100%. It may not always be in a way that I want to happen, but it's always for my um, highest purpose. And being able to see it play out in long term, you have to have like a long term vision when you think about the support of the universe, because in the short term, it can look like a breakup. Um, it can look like um, a bad relationship. It can look like um, your abusive parents. But when you start to do the work and lead yourself on the path the universe is opening up for you, then it's always for the better. And um, I know that a lot of people go through things that they feel like will never end, but um, it will. And it may be not in the time that you want it to, but everything always starts to look up. And I always remember that uh, in Taoism, they obviously have the yin and the yang. So just as much as there is um, a terrible event, there can be an event that is just on the exact opposite of the spectrum of wonderful. Um, and so for us to have <clears throat> extremely wonderful events, we have to have some ugly as well because there's a balance. And it sucks sometimes, but it's the truth and it helps me in bad times to remember that something just as good as this is bad as possible. And what do I need to feel more supported? A lot of it I know, I would say emotional support is because of myself and I didn't know this obviously <clears throat> right off the bat but the emotional support I need now is my like opening myself to be available to it because I have a hard time telling people when things are wrong I'll just go ghost or something um, <clears throat> so I would say a lot of it is stuff that now I can do but overall, I know I am emotionally supported. I have a great support system emotionally now. I've built that for myself. It hasn't always been that way. It's just gotten like this in the past year or so. I never really had uh, friends that I would talk to or felt like I could talk to. But the combination of be me being in a different friend group as well as um, just being more available to opening up to people has uh, pushed me in the right direction. And that was Zuko's little sneeze, if you heard that. <laughs> but next question, and this is the last one, but finish the sentence. And I have felt unsupported when, when obviously, again, when I was self-harming, I've already discussed that story, so I won't go into it again. Um, but I also felt unsupported with, I was, a trigger warning here, but I was sexually assaulted when I was 16 years old and I never felt supported through that. I felt like at that time there was not a lot of, as much awareness as there is now about sexual abuse and how many of us have been through it or just been assaulted. Um, so that would be when I felt unsupported. Again, I just didn't have the like emotional security to open up in my household. And I didn't like I thought I would get in trouble rather than supported. Um, so I would say just growing up, honestly. But, um, you know, that I think that would be the answer. Honestly, is just growing up, which like I'm laughing about it. 
but that's just because of sometimes when you see things after thinking about them you're like holy shit like how ridiculous you know like um just like things make sense when you when you connect to dots but um so altogether that's the end of the little shadow work session which that was nice it always feels good to me like i love shadow work but um just to kind of recap if you're feeling any symptoms of um just disconnection insecurity um feeling ungrounded feeling unsafe um, depressed anxious you know this may be connected to a blocked root chakra again in the energy system this is the lowest chakra the most important this is your foundation and so if you experience any of these symptoms that i mentioned earlier in the episode definitely try out some of the methods that I mentioned about unblocking them and as well as doing these same prompts for shadow worked. And I'm also going to be posting a, um, on, so on YouTube, it's going to be a separate video and on, um, the podcast, it will continue shortly after I end this episode, but to look forward to other episodes in this kind of genre of episoding, is you can look forward to, I'm going to be covering the same type of episode for every chakra. And so moving through the the, uh, chakra system and going through all seven of the major points and how you can unblock them and um, what the symptoms are, all that good stuff. And um, then again, with like a meditation and um, shadow work session. So that's what you can look forward to in the next weeks. And after this, I'm going to be posting the guided meditation on YouTube separately. And I will get into it shortly here on Anchor. Please come to a comfortable seat. You can sit with your legs crossed or you can lay down. Allow your eyes to gently close into a half closed position or fully closed if that feels comfortable for you. Focus your attention on your breath. Notice the natural rhythm and flow of your breathing. Notice your chest rise and fall with each breath. Let us spend some time focusing on your breath. Just relax. If you find your mind wandering to other thoughts, gently remind yourself to return to the action of your breath. Allow your breath to fill the empty cavity of your lungs naturally. Then allow it to release as natural as possible. Do not force your breath, just breathe. Now we will take in three deep breaths and breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out.
Return your attention to your breath once again. Notice the natural rhythm of your breathing as you exhale. Now take in one deep breath. As you're inhaling, you imagine the purest white light filling the entire essence of your being. Breathe deep into your belly and exhale through your chest. See this white light energy channeling into you from the heavens. Allow it to fill all aspects of your existence. Imagine each cell of your body being filled and rejuvenated with this pure white light. As you exhale, feel all the stress and tensions of your day-to-day life release into the universe. Let go of these things which no longer serve you. Let go. As you notice this white light coursing through your being, through your crown, down your spine, your arms, your chest, and belly, down through your legs into your feet, you notice that this white light permeates every cell of your body. Now, bring your attention to the base of your spine. You will notice a small ball of white light here. This is the Kundalini, which is an ancient energy that is coiled and dormant at the base of your spine. Focus your attention here. As you move your attention here, see your root chakra begin to open up. Imagine her like a flower and her petals opening outward to the great big open space. As she opens up, you find the rich ruby red color of the energy center shining through with the white light at the base of your spine. As the root chakra is emanating the serene, safe ruby light, you can also feel the light begin to envelop you, encompass you. Imagine the ruby red light coursing through your being, then meeting with and becoming the white light present within you. Imagine the ruby red light exits your body. It is now floating inside and outside of you as an aura. Notice as you spend time here and you feel safe and secure. Take control of the red energy and send it intentionally through different areas of your body. Move the light down through your crown and filling the space in your head. Move down through your neck, into your shoulders, down into your arms, into your palms. Focus the light on each of your fingertips and then back up your arms and through your shoulders. Bring the healing light across the expanse of your chest and back again. Remember to breathe as the light travels through your body. Bring the light down through your chest, into your belly, and down into your pelvic region. Sweep the light down into your legs and into your feet. Allow the light to exit your feet and connect down to the core of Mother Earth. Breathe. 
As you sit or lay, you feel the ruby red light radiate down through the crown of your head. Sit and feel this beautiful warm light permeate each and every cell of your body. You accept and appreciate this healing. You also feel the security of Mother Earth's presence as she courses through you from her core. As you sit here, appreciate, accept, love, and heal. Spend some time here as much as you need. Spend some time here and recognize that everything is okay. You are safe, you are secure, you are needed. I am safe. I am secure. I am needed. Let's take three deep breaths. Allow your in inhalation to fill your lungs completely. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. When you are ready, Allow your eyes to open naturally. Bring yourself back to consciousness. Wiggle your toes and your feet, your fingers and your hands. Move your body slowly and calmly until you're back to yourself in this world. <laughs>